What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of How They're Here. I'm Tyler Webb, and the other day, I had the absolute pleasure of talking with serial entrepreneur and current CEO and founder of Target's latest incubator tech startup, Barat Pulgum. Barat's latest venture, Ronera, is an app that helps you get food and groceries delivered with people who already live near you, and it can help you earn some extra cash for yourself. Barat is an extremely busy guy, so I'm fortunate to have been able to pick his brain for as long as I did, and we ended up talking about a ton of things. Not only about how Renera got started, but how he even came to be an entrepreneur in the first place, all the way back at just 15 years old. Barat actually recently dropped out of college to work on Renera full-time, so he has a lot of valuable insight into what it truly takes to be an entrepreneur, and not somebody who is, as he calls it, a want-trepreneur. I hope you enjoy our conversation and learn from Barat's experience as a serial entrepreneur and CEO and gain some valuable insight into how he's here. Alrighty, we are back. I am joined by Barat Palgum at Target HQ in Minneapolis in the Renera offices. Uh, Barat, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So it's uh, really cool. I walked in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Walked into Target HQ, which is really cool in itself. And then all of a sudden, Barat brings me up this really trendy, sort of hip-looking office. Um, it must feel pretty cool to just be able to invite people into your offices and just to have one in general. I, that has to be the coolest feeling ever. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it is definitely a good feeling to say you're bringing people into your own office and you're not working in your garage or um, in your bedroom anymore. And, uh, you know, part of this space is uh, we got is through the Techstars Retail Accelerator that started back in June. So um, blessed to be part of this incredible program and, you know, honored that Target uh, has, uh, you know, taken such a spirit of innovation to work with other startups like ours. Sure. So, so tell me a little bit about that because a lot of people might not be very familiar with the startup scene. And I, I think the one, especially here in Minneapolis, is, is really cool and something sure. that I know that you've been a part of developing. Um, so Renera, the company that you're currently the CEO and founder of, mm -hmm. um, entered itself into an incubator or into some sort of you know tech development thing. Yep. And now we're in an office. Could you sort of walk me through the timeline sure. in between there? <laughs> sure. Um, so I can kind of start with the origination of Renera and, and kind of go from there. So when we, um, you know, based on past startup experiences and just being part of this active community here in the Twin Cities, that's, you know, continuing to grow every year. Um, one of the things that I was very passionate about was this accelerator. Um, I went to the first demo day, which was the culmination of the entire program uh, about three years ago. And I said, I want to do that in you know three years. Like, yeah. I, I, how do I do that? Sure. Um, you know, the guy was pitching on stage. It was this really cool, innovative idea, game changing, um, you know, uh, norm breaking. It, it, it's, it, it felt like a real, like really cool startup. Sure. So, um, had them in the back of our minds and uh, November of 2017 rolled around where, um, you know, I was walking back from Carlson at the University of Minnesota and uh, some of my buddies were hanging out in Territorial Hall and they said, hey, bro, can you pick this up from CVS on your way back? And I said, sure, if you pay me an extra buck. I was kidding. Uh, lo and behold, I come back, there's an extra dollar in my Venmo account. So we started realizing that not only can we pick up and help our friends out, but maybe even help out the entire dorm. So um, created a Facebook group called Out and About a Territorial Hall. That blew up. People were using the app. Then we realized that there might be an opportunity where this can be an actual app. This can be an actual product, more so than just a side hobby, which it was at the time. Um, so, you know, coming back to the realization of Techstars Retail, you know, what is one way that you can really accelerate a business? 
go through an accelerator. You know, they're, right. they're called accelerators for a reason. Yeah. And TechStars is this globally renowned organization that has over 350 accelerators across the world. And what they do is basically, you know, have either partner um, um, corporate partnerships or city programs where they're bringing in startups from around the world to work in these spaces, collaborate. They provide mentorship resources, um, you know, um, founding help, decision making help, funding. Um, to really take your business to the next level. So we applied to this program, and we knew that traction right, is critical. You can't just have an idea. You actually have to have business. Right. That's all in the execution. So um, we said, okay, what is uh, – you know, our deadline is May 7th. How do we get as much traction as possible before that? It's February. Built an app in 45 days with some uh, help from friends at the University of Minnesota. Um, launched it at the university. Uh, had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we were able to process over 20K in volume on the system in just under 25 days. Um Apparently that was impressive for the guys, folks here. Uh, I, you know, we still weren't expecting to get in, right? Um, just because you know, you look at some of the teams in this uh, program, top-notch people, top-notch founders, multiple multiple-time entrepreneurs. Um, like to be accepted into a group like this, it's 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 a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, you know, we weren't expecting it. Um, we got into the program uh, back in May. Um, program started July 16th. Over the last four months, we've just been redefining what it is, what Renera does, what Renera is, and um, really taking the business to the next level. So that's kind of how we ended up here. And, and um, you know, it's that clarity of purpose that really really brought us to, to where we are today. Sure. And that's fantastic. And I think a really interesting part to just how you're talking about all of this is sort of the juxtaposition that you have in the sense that you say, we had no idea what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, we're sitting in Target HQ, and you can rattle off, you know, all these figures that are far and away very impressive um and and from looking into you you just the one thing that struck me um really profoundly was your humbleness in this entire thing and i think it's funny like i said that that you are so humble in this entire thing but for the people that don't necessarily know you you're you know you're introduced as sort of a serial entrepreneur you've had a lot of these different ventures and right now shakes his head kind of thing whatever you know no big (laughs) deal but you are, and for all, for the, you know, by the definition of the word, you have started several ventures and, and several pretty successful ones. Is being an entrepreneur something that you always felt was just a part of you? Was, was it like there is no other option other than the option of working for myself? Or was it just something that sort of happened naturally? Because Renera was something that obviously happened very organically. You were coming back from school, you know, picking something up. Or was it always in the back of your head that, you know, I'm going to figure something out and I'm going to take something to the next level, which I think is where Renair has sort of gotten to. Um, how has that sort of played out in your head, that idea of being an entrepreneur your entire life? Um, I think it's really important to note that an entrepreneur isn't like a thing. There's a lot of people out there that are entrepreneurs. It's like, oh, I want to I wanna do this. Yeah. I want to do that. And they'll, they'll slap a CEO title onto a company and be like, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. If there's anything that Techstars taught me, it was that I was, you know, I was actually very arrogant thinking I, I knew what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Okay. The lessons that you can learn from other entrepreneurs is incredible. You don't even know what you don't know. And when you realize that, fundamentally your mind shift changes from, oh, I know the answer to the solution to, no, you don't. Your customer's going to like kill you. Right. And, and, like your, your product will not survive mm-hmm. you know, if you have that attitude. You don't know what's best for your customer. Sure. And, and the market is your biggest, like the market will humble you. You know, forget about, forget about your mentors. The market will humble you. Yeah. You know, one of my mentors says, be humble, be great, win. 
and it, it, it's it's beautifully simple. Sure. But that's literally the only trait that defines like like you have an idea. There's like ninety percent of ideas don't happen because someone doesn't execute on them. Sure. You know the the the, the madness is there's method to the madness. There's madness in the execution. Just take the leap of faith. So so one of the big things I'm really passionate about is like. You have an idea. Here's a framework you can use to to make it happen. Okay. Because it's always that where that's where people start. It's like I don't know how to start. You know, I don't know how to I don't know how to start. I'm not special. I don't know. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. But I've learned. I'm willing to adapt. I'm flexible, and I and 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 I have busted my ass to get here where I am today. In freshman year of high school, I was out in Twin City Startup Week networking with some shitty business card that I made, and I was like, Hey, my name is Barat. I'm the CEO of this company called Mixers. Mixers did like, there's no there's no meaning to that, you know. It's like mixer. What the, what the hell is mixers, right. you know? And and I, I I built this from from the very beginning, and and the humility comes from the fact that it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So learn, learn every moment of your freaking life, because that's how you get better. That's how you get the edge up on every single person, you know. Um, this, this whole notion that like entrepreneurs are in some way better than like the doctors of the world no you're not if anything you're the bottom rung of the ladder and you're just trying to you're struggling to get some idea to happen and i feel like some people have the notion that like just because i'm finding my own thing i'm like a one in a million well i I love this quote you might be one in a million but there's still five of you in new york city so 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 get your head 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 out yeah and really bust ass because that's the only way this works sure you know um so that's kind of, I'd say that's kind of the, the mindset. Entrepreneurship is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur, you have to earn that title. And you can't call yourself an entrepreneur. Someone else has to call you an entrepreneur. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. I don't deserve that title. Right. Steve Jobs, that's an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love he, that. He's changed the world. I love that. You sure. know, you look out of a plane, like I had this, like you, I looked out of a plane once and I'm like, Steve Jobs has touched every single person on the ground down there. That's an incredible feeling. That's an entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm trying to be one. But like you, you like it, it's so often that people just jump to this like, yeah, I'm I'm CEO like, like what what like it means nothing. It, right. it means nothing. Right? Exactly. So so just humble yourself. Realize that you don't know what you don't know, and continue to relentlessly self improve and relentlessly be better every single day. Yeah, and and that's fantastic. And I think a lot of people um, that I hope are listening to this podcast are people that someday want to be in your spot. And I think as humble as you are, a lot of people would would. Be, would give you a lot of this success that that you're so hesitant to sort of give to yourself. Um, but from an outside perspective, I think there's been a lot of it, and I think that means there's a lot of people that are looking to you to sort of you know see how how can I get to where this guy's at? Because you know even if you don't think you're at the point you want to be right now, there's obviously a lot of people that are behind you and say, "Wow, I, I want to get to this point." Sure. So. You had mentioned that you started as a freshman in high school out at out out these networking events, which I think is fantastic because one point that you brought up, which I thought was fantastic, was that you know the only thing that really made you special was the fact that you were just willing to take a risk. Right. And I think it's a huge risk for a, a kid, you know, basically a kid going out yeah. and networking with these adults with a shitty business card with, <laughs> with you know, a, just a CEO title of their name that they had given to your, themselves. What was, what you know, maybe this is evident in a couple of stories but what were a couple pitfalls that you fell into early on you know as on your path to to becoming an entrepreneur because i think you're right we're in a culture in a society right now where putting entrepreneur in your instagram bio is now all of a sudden conferring (laughs) some sort of expertise onto you which is totally not true right um so what were some pitfalls you know aside from the fact that maybe you were just a little arrogant to start um what were some pitfalls that you kind of fell into early on um and that sort of gave you this renewed perspective on okay i'm not really where i want to be and this is how much farther i have to go 
Um, I think I was afraid to fail. Okay. Um, and afraid to fail is good, but when you fail, fail fast and fail, fail cheap. You know, don't be afraid to fail because failing is how you learn. At, at Ronera, we never say we failed or we wasted time. We're always learning. Yeah. You've wasted time if you don't learn anything. You know, they, they, there's a, there's this thing, there's this quote. I don't remember what it's called. What the proper um, phrase is, but it's like, um, you know, make a mistake once you're learning, make a mistake twice you're a fool. You know, like sure. Because you, you don't repeat the same thing over and exactly. over. Exactly. You know? um, so being afraid to fail, I think that was one thing. Um, I think also um, one of the, some of the pitfalls, the, the age. You know, being young. Yeah. Um, being 15. Um, you know, um, that was that was a big deal. Uh, I remember one one instance in mixers where uh, we ran out of money, um, and we decided to go out and uh, raise funding when I was 15 years old. Um, and we met over 200 people, and they all said no because we were too young. You know, yeah, it, 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 rightfully so. But um, the age definitely was a very big um, factor of you know people that wanted to um, to legitimize our business. It still is. We're still we're still 19. Yeah, you know? exactly. It still is. We still get constantly. It's like these young guys. Like eh, I don't know. But for me, I, I pivoted that into oh, these guys don't. These guys think I'm young too. I am young, but I'm gonna I'm gonna blow their socks off. You yeah, know? I'm gonna know my stuff for sure. Um, so I'd say I would say those kind of those kind of things, you know, and, and also really articulating the clarity of that vision. You know, a CEO has three jobs: protect the vision, hire the right people, and make sure there's money in the account. If you're doing anything other than these three jobs, you don't have the right team. You know, so you really have to figure out how do you get the right people to make sure they're executing on the vision that you've set together as a team. That's really, really important. Because if you're if you're working on the day to day strategies, you will never be a proper CEO. Mm-hmm. You can never make sure there's enough money in the bank because you're too busy, you know, uh, boothing on day one uh, outside. Which is, you should do that. Right. But you need to keep your head above the clouds. Make sure you can make sure your team is is can can do their work. So I, I initially was like CEOs at the top. CEO is never at the top. CEO, make sure my team has enough money. Make sure my team has the, the, the best people and make sure my team knows where to go. Yeah. The CEO is never at the top. The CEO works from the bottom up. That's when you have the right kind of, right kind of, uh, you know, mindset. That was a problem for me as, as, a, as a manager learning my team building skill set. There's never the, the, the team leader. You know, there, there's, there's, there's the team, the guy who's setting the vision, but everyone's so critically important to every step of that. People need to realize that. You know, just because you have the yeah. title CEO or the title C something doesn't necessarily mean anything. Well, especially when you're so small too. There's, exactly. you know, there's no room here at Renair, I'm sure, for anybody to be a B or a C player. You know, exactly. they all have to be A Everyone players. has to bring their A game. Everyone has to be together. On, on my team, at least, like everyone, every week we have, a, we have a weekly check-in where I say, hey guys, what's one thing that I did right and what's one thing I did wrong and what's one thing I can improve on? And every single person goes on around the room and rates each other. I, just because I'm the sure. CEO, I, I'm not immune to that. I, if you if you see if you if I'm if I'm doing something some BS, I want you to call me out on it. Yeah. Because that's that's that relentless self improvement. So so part of being humble is leading from below. Okay, making sure your team is supported by the right right tools. Um, you know, don't let discrimination, whether you're sex, age, gender, um, you know, ethnicity, don't let that stop you. Come with the materials prepared. Break the stereotypes. You know, when I'm here pitching to investors, when I, I throw in the 19 thing at the very end and they're like, shit, he's 19? Right. Like, uh, that. if anything, that's a hook now. It's like, oh, I'm investing young. Yeah, so the next time a- this guy, next time this guy is 25 and he's starting another startup, I can be part of that too. You know, sure. so 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 using those things to your advantage, and and then and then lastly, you know, like relentlessly, um, you know, be making sure you're self improving. 
because yeah. that that that's critical. You're, you'll you'll never be right, but you have to trust your gut. Of course, this is I think this is the biggest thing. It's like come to terms with the fact that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You'll never be the CEO you want to be. Right, but you have to trust your gut and know that you're you're in this position for a reason, and people trust you for a reason. And you just have to trust your gut. Yeah, and part of it is surrounding yourself with people that know those things that you don't know. Right. So, and on that point, you know, you're you're 19 years old, and you've you know you're the leader of however many people at Renera and, and at Mixers. You are the leader of those people. You know, you you've been leading people towards this you know clarified purpose for for quite a while. How do you get people to? Not necessarily buy-in, but how do you get people to think that, oh, you know, this is the guy that I want to follow? Because when you're at a, you know, when you're at a startup like this, all these people are really headstrong. I'm sure all these people probably to some extent think that, you know, I, I could maybe do this myself. So how do you get, you know, some of these really strong sort of alpha type, you know, hyper intellectual, just really fantastic um, people to buy into what, not necessarily what you're selling, but just to buy into you as their leader and as their CEO and as somebody that they can follow. Well, that's why you the, that's why you build the vision with your team, right? So you know, part of the part of my job has always been um, I'll set the, I'll set the, I'll set the cadence for the vision, but let your team fill in the blanks. If you if you're the type of guy who says this is exactly what's going to happen and this is how we execute it, the, the, your team's just not going to buy into that. Sure. They, they always there's a quote that says you know build. Um, if you're not building your own dream, you're building someone else's. Part of why I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to build my own dream. Sure. It doesn't have to be my own dream. It has to be my team's dream. We have to have a clarity of purpose. There's two team, There's two things that make a great team. Clarity of purpose and talent. Okay? Make sure everyone on the team knows where they're headed. So by the end of the year, we want to hit these goals. Whether that's that or whether it's in 10 years, we want to be here. In 20 years, we want to like, make sure everyone is on the same page. Right. And then make sure after that that you have the right talent on the team. Talent isn't a, isn't a skill set. It's a mindset. Right? If I'm willing to learn, that's better than someone that's, that, that, that has, knows all the knowledge and is super cocky about it. Sure. So those are the two things that when, when I'm looking for people, those are the two things I'm looking for. And, and culturally, they have to fit. You know, um, your point about the following thing, like you need to, as, as a leader, if you can make people follow you for as long as you want, but over time it's going to create burnout. You need to build strategies with your team. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I might build out the the broad, the broad vision with my team. Then I have Neil, our CEO, build out the short term strategy. What's happening in the next two to four months. So he has responsibility. He has, he has power there. Right. You know, I, I, I trust Neil to accentuate my, my, my weak points. I'm, I'm great at visionary thinking, right? That, that, that's what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to execution of a day to day strategy, I'm okay with that, but I trust Neil can do that better. Sure, you know, because Neil Neil can, Neil's gets into weeds. He gets into the numbers, uh, and then and then Josh is really great at creative marketing. He's he's a really empathetic person. Sam's great with design. So you need to make sure as a leader that you don't pick people that are just like you. You pick people that you might get in a fight with. Yeah, it's a total right? self awareness. It's thing, a right? total self awareness. You have to know yourself. You have to be self aware. Like Sam and I, like we'll fight. We'll fight for two to three hours about the design. Hey, mm-hmm. I don't agree with this. And and but at the end of the day, I trust his decision. And and unless I need to like appeal it, which I never do because I right. trust him. You need to trust your team. It's all about as a CEO creating a team that you can trust that when you leave, if, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, it doesn't affect your team because sure. you've created such a strong foundation for your team. That's Those are the people you want on your team. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that will you know follow you into the future.
Yeah, and, and that's great. And I feel like another part of that too is now you guys can move so much faster. You guys are so much more sure. You know, you've you've hashed out these details. I can imagine being so much more confident in a decision if you've sat and deliberated it, whereas if you just you know thought of it and then you had four guys behind you say, "Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's a great right. idea. Let's that, just do it." That's not that's not what you because because it, it's this, it's this question about diversity. It's like it's like um, the, the different perspective, not not just diversity of like ethnicity or, or gender or age, but it's also diversity of thought. Yeah. Right? Diversity limits the number of people that you have. Limits the ideas that you have at a table. Right? You don't have a diverse team. You don't have a diverse set of thoughts. You have, don't have a diverse set of ideas. Sure. You know. So as, as 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 a person that's making sure we have the right people as part of my job, that's really really critical. A diverse set of thought. Yeah. So you guys you guys are are rolling pretty well here at Renera. You guys have a lot of great momentum. You mentioned at Mixers, at some point you guys ran out of money and I and I read something or I saw something where you said that you had a, you had built out this huge team at Mixers for, you know, money you didn't have, a product you didn't know what was going to look like, all this sort of stuff, you know, a, a team upwards of 15 people. What when things aren't going well, you know, when you're the leader of a group of people and things are looking really bleak and all of a sudden they're looking at you not as somebody that's a visionary and somebody that's going towards this conceited message, but as somebody that says that is basically almost selling them snake oil, right? Because I'm sure as a, you know, as a leader, you never want to get down and say like, we're screwed. This is it. We're done. And these people are looking at you saying, well, you know, we know the reality of it. It's, it's not going well. How do you how do you counteract those emotions and those feelings and those sentiments within a team when, when things are not going the way that you had planned or, or well at all. That's part of the job, one. Um, being transparent about it, two. Uh, don't act like you didn't, didn't know about it like three weeks in advance right. or, or three months in advance, three years in advance. You know that you knew it was coming, right? Um, I, I I mean, I can I, I know the app's not going to launch on time. So when it doesn't launch on time, I was like, oh, what the heck? Like, I thought we were going to release next. Like, what? Like, yeah. like, like you need to have that strategic mindset to, to make sure your team understands how you're feeling. Be empathetic towards them, you know. Um, be transparent. Be empathetic. Show your emotions, so it's not just like, oh, like, hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna launch next week. Right. Why? Why? What, what do you mean? Like, I didn't. You first, you didn't tell me about that. Why aren't you pissed about it too? You mm-hmm. know. Um, so you need to make you need to you need to be part of the team. Yeah. You know, you're not a, like um, one of our one of our core values at Renera is make it together. All the failures and all the successes that we have, we do it together. Sure. You know, if we're celebrating something, we do it together. Mm-hmm. And if we're failing at something, we, we're failing together. It's not just one person that's responsible for that. Right. At the end of the day, publicly, it, I, I'm responsible for that. But but creating that value and culture internally can ease that process. So it, it's just being very, you know, creating that make it together attitude from day one. I, I found that to be very, very, very critical. Because now if, 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 a, if a strategy fails, it's not my fault it's 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 all of our faults and, yeah. and and it's rightfully so because um you know one of my pet peeves is when people say oh we should have done that or or we're, we're one day away from launching something it's like oh we should have done this it's like the worst you know it's the worst it's like why didn't you bring that up a week ago yeah they're hedging basically their own you know they think something's not going to go right. well and they're like well i said that we should have done this exactly so um you know, voice your thoughts, clarify. We always say, come with a draft before you, before, so we're not building out the, the basic strategy. There's a fully built draft built, and now we're arguing about that, or, or now we're building that together. Sure. You know? um, so, if when thing, things go rough, make sure you're transparent with your team. Uh, make sure you, make sure they understand why you're making the decisions you are. Um, when you have to let go of people, make sure they understand why. Because, um, because, I mean, here's the most critical part. You, as a founder, as a CEO, as a co-founder, your duty is to the business. 
Um, the business could be your people, could be your customers, could be your stakeholders. Your duty is to the business. And today, I will give my life and my arm and my right leg for this business. Yeah. Because that, that's what I signed up for, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, like, if it means getting rid of people, like, you have to do that objectively. It's hard. They're, you know, it's your friends. But, yeah. like, you have to think about it very objectively. The numbers speak for themselves. Um, there's, a, there's a, like, you need to be thinking about those things as, as, as a, as a, someone that's running a business. So, um, you know, your, your number one priority is your business when you're a business owner. It's not, it's not a side hustle. Sure. Uh, if it's a side hustle, it's a side hustle. You know, it, you have to make sure you understand that internally. Yeah. And, and one of the really interesting things I, I saw you say at one point was that you, you didn't want to be sort of the student startup anymore, that there was an inflection point where you're like, you know, this isn't my side hustle anymore. This isn't just, you know, there, this isn't a novelty because we're 19 years old. This is something real. Um, what was, obviously, I'm assuming that you, throughout Vernera's entire time, were you like, this is going to be something real? Like, this is going to be what we take to the Techstars incubator? Like, this is going to be it? Or was it sort of this advent of, as it became, you know, as it gained traction, as you were gaining momentum with it, you're like, okay, maybe this is something that we can start doing. Um, I, uh, luckily I had two past ventures to kind of benchmark against. Sure. Um, one, the exciting opportunity about Renera is that it's something I could dedicate my life to for life to, yeah. not, not life to for life to, you know, I could see myself working on this when I'm 40. Yeah, I, I think there's that much potential on it. Right. So that was a big deciding factor of like why I'm dropping everything else, you know, Mixers was great, but it's a, it's a headphone company, you yeah. know, um, and I could, I could only see that going so far. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to be working on it when I'm 40. When did it kick in for you with Renera that this was something that I can work on? Just, when just I'm 40? think about the opportunity, right? Renera isn't, isn't like thousands of users, thousands of buyers. It's, it's Renera is applicable to every single person on this planet. Sure. Anyone that's going out is going out. There's always people leaving. There's always people that need something. Yeah. Solved. You know, the opportunity is massive and it can affect millions and billions of people. Right. And it's also making the world a better place. So that was kind of my, it's like, oh, I, I could totally work on this till I'm 40. I, I think that when entrepreneurs are starting an idea, they need to think about that. Am I willing to give up everything for this idea? Am I willing to like sacrifice my personal health, my family, my relationships, my uh, GPA, yeah. uh, my test scores for this? If the answer is no, don't work on it waste your time right you know if the answer is yes bust your ass and make it happen because like like i i I was when i was pitching renera this is this is when this really clicked in um you know when i was pitching renera for tech stars i was getting i I was i was i was getting chills it's like holy shit like it just works like Like you just it it, it's all coming together was that the first time it happened or or what did it Really, I, I definitely think I definitely think during the Texas program, as we as we continue to refine what our mission was, right. It's like, holy shit! Like this is this could totally work. Yeah, everyone you everyone could use this. You know, we just have to. You know, that's what I say. It's not just about the ideas; it's about execution. Sure. You know? So we just have to if we can execute it properly. And I think we have the right team to do that. This could be the next big thing, and I I, I still get chills about that. It's like we're we're, we're like when we're looking at the big problems that we're solving. Um, that's when like it was like. I mean, you, you read, you read it, you read it. It's like, I can do a lot of things great, or I can do one thing really fucking great. Right. You know? And I want to do one thing really, really great. Uh-huh. Um, cause, cause people, you know, like I'm involved in this, I'm involved in this, I'm involved in this. You could be known for just being involved in everything, or you could be known for taking this one thing to the next level. 
You know, that, that's what I want to do. I want to yeah. take that one thing to the next level, and that's what I want to be known for. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you want to be known for? Sure. That, that's how I look at it. And and so you you took that leap. So you're, you're describing sort of the risking it all mentality of, of really going for it. You, you did it. You were a student at the University of Minnesota. You are no longer a student at the university. Walk me through that sort of that thought process because from my point of view, that would be the single like scariest fucking thing I would have ever done. Mm-hmm. Like dropping out of school because – and I don't know exactly your your you know your your upbringing or anything like that, but from what I understand, it was just sort of understood that you know you're going to go to school and that you are going to you know get a bachelor's degree, a, a master's degree, whatever it may be, but that this was the path that that you were going to take. Yeah, I, I, here's here's something that's funny. Uh, last year in November, I signed my lease to live on campus. Sure. And I didn't know I was going to drop out, so I'm still living on campus. <laughs> like it, uh, you know, right. the, the the thing just happened. Um, I think that the big thing for me, um, once again, I was like, I can do a lot of things mediocrely, or yeah. I can do one thing really, really great. I wasn't really finding my fit in school, okay, because um, I was still working on other things. You know, like this is the stuff that gets me up every day. Um, this is the stuff like that like keeps me running. You know, like sure. I am, I, I like. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So it was a leap of faith for me. It's like school. I can always go back to school. Right. I can't go back to tech stars. Yeah, <laughs> That's not no, a thing. that makes sense. Um, and and it's, it, I I I have a very simple heuristic of making decisions. Am I going to regret this later? If I don't, if I if I don't go to tech stars, am I going to regret this later? Totally. Right. So very simply, that that was how I made the decision. Um, you know, my parents were incredibly supportive. Um, luckily they saw some progress with mixers and and uh, vitros and Forge North and Geniman and Hart, and they know I could execute on things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to this day, I, I mean, sometimes when I look at our metrics and they're not how I look at it, it's like I just burned my only bridge to getting a potential job. You right. Know? Like, I, my, getting a job for me is going to be so much harder because I don't have X, which mm-hmm. is a degree. Unfortunately, that's how the world works today. But right. Um, you know, it, it, it's just um, you know. And and uh, I invested my own personal. I invested my college uh, tuition, pay, like what I was going to use to pay college, to into this. Sure. I said I'm gonna if if I'm gonna be the CEO, I'm gonna burn all my bridges. I don't want to have a backup plan. Right. You know that because that in my the fire is really under my ass to make sure this happens. Yeah. You know? Um. So one, it was because I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to focus on anything else. Two, I shouldn't. I, I don't deserve to focus on anything else because I'm the CEO. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I should my, my life breath and sweat and tears should be Ranera, uh, and and that's that's why I made that leap. Yeah. Um, it was very it was very objective. Am I going to regret this later? Yes or no? Uh, if I don't go to Techstars, I'll totally regret that. Right. I'm going to make the leap. So your team followed suit, and I don't know what the timeline was for all of you, but but they also dropped out and did this thing with you. Um. So they're they're full time here with you. Uh, was there a conversation between you and, and those guys that helped you start Renera that look, if you want to do this, you have to be, you have to be in, you have to be all in, or was it, you know, was it, was there leeway to it, or, or how did that work? When we had our summer planning session, um, we were very burnt out after school. Yeah, and it was very clear that we couldn't do school on this at the same time. Sure, you know, um, and the, the discussion was, if you want to be, if we're going to do this together, we have to all drop out. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, this is part of that articulating that vision as 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 the CEO or, or whatever, but making sure everyone's on the on that journey with you, and then you enter, you explain why you're making this decision. That's critical. Take pe- take people along along the along your decision making process, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just tell them what the decision is. Say this is X, this is Y, this is Z. I'm connecting the dots, and this is why we're making this decision together. For you sure. Know? And if you don't agree with us, then you're not a cultural fit. 
you know, right. that, 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 that's not speaking to the, 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 that's not about the clarity of the decision. That's about the clarity of your culture. Yeah. And if you don't agree with the decision, well, three out of five people have agreed with it, then you have a problem. Yeah. You know? So sort of reverse engineering where you are um, now being at Renero full time uh, before when you were working with mixers and Renero was starting, you were still a student, but you were also still an entrepreneur. And I think that's where a lot of people sort of find themselves. They, they find themselves at that inflection point, whether it being, okay, I got to maybe make this leap all the way to dropping out and, and doing my, you know, my venture full time, or I am going to, you know, sort of sit and do the traditional route and kind of play it safe. How are you balancing those two at once? And sort of, you mentioned that you were burnt out, but how, how are you balancing it? And what, what foresight or what, you know, what perspective do you now have that said, wow, okay, this would have been a lot easier if I had done this better, or, you know, if I had stopped doing this, what was that for you? Um, I just want to say a thing, quick thing about dropping out of school. That thing is so glamorized. It's not glamorous. It sucks. You lose all security of your future. For sure. Um, you have no safety net. No, you don't have any safety net. Right. Do not, do not, do not take that decision lightly. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want it to be like, oh, like, Barat's dropped out of school. Or like, oh, these guys dropped out of school. I can drop out. Like, yeah. That's a Hollywood it, movie. It, it's a Hollywood movie thing. I am, to this day, I wake up and I'm like, shit, this happened. I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Do not take that decision lightly. And I think the most important thing is if you can't convince your parents to do it, you probably shouldn't. You know? Okay. Like, like I, I maybe that maybe that's, like, for me, it was like, until I convinced, because part of convincing your parents is also convincing, convincing yourself. Convincing yourself, you know? sure. And and for me, that took that took some time. And, and, and that's why I know I made the right decision, because my parents are convinced. That means I should, that means I'll be okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, because... Th- your parents have life experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that is also don't just dismiss the older opinion, the, the older older people. The, the, there's a reason that they're older. They're also wiser, you yeah. know. There's a lot of things you don't know about what's kind of what's going to come in life that you need to take the advice of those people and also people in your own peer group, whether it's in business, whether it's in life. Sure. Make sure you take all those into account when you're making such a critical decision. I've heard way too many people be like, oh, that's so cool. It's not cool. It's fucking terrifying. It's so romanticized. It, it, yeah. It's so romanticized. Um, you know, you only hear about the successful college dropouts because the ones that aren't successful, you don't hear from them again. Right. You know, so do not take that decision lightly. Uh, that's all I'll say there. Um, for the roadmap to how we got here, was that your question? My my question was you at some point we're doing both. You were a student sure. and an entrepreneur. Yeah. How are, you know, that's the How point is that, that being balanced? Yeah. And that's the point that a lot of, I think a lot of people are in because I think it's, you're right. It's a huge decision. It probably was one of your biggest life decisions. Totally. Your biggest life decision up to this point no. was dropping out of school. I'm not sure all, a lot of people are, are ready to sure. get to that point. So a lot of people are trying to juggle both and, and trying to make both work. How did you make both work? And what is your perspective on actually, you know, if you were to do that all over again? What would it be like? Um, there is you, – you can you can only do one thing really, really well, okay? Um, so either you have to uh, half-ass both things and be okay with it because you're not going to – you're not going to start a company and really work on it and also get a 4.0 GPA. It's just not going to happen. Right. I don't care how many extracurriculars you are. Starting a company is a completely different game, completely mm-hmm. different – you know, a completely different thing. Sure. You will be, you will be shit on – Time and time again, your product's gonna fail. You have to have the mental capacity to, to do that. So, um, you know, if you're working on extracurriculars and also working on this, and in in for actually, let me let me take a step back. If you're starting a company, ask yourself if you're gonna if you're willing to spend the next three years of your life on it. Okay. Okay. If the answer is no, don't do it. So I've heard I've heard a lot of people pitch like jewelry businesses and soap businesses and uh, fragrance businesses. Like that market's already saturated. 
You're not going to get anywhere with it. Like, what's the thing that you're going to that's going to change your life? You right. Know? Um, and, and and sure, if if you're going to work on those, work on them. But they're not businesses; they're side hustles. Like, get that straight in your head. Sure. You know. Um, the next step is, you know, after you do that, it, let's say let's say you decide to start your business. Really look at your calendar and block out certain times in the day to work. I made the poor mistake of trying to work in class. Doesn't happen. Okay, you can only focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. Your brain might be great at multitasking, but let me tell you, you're not. Nobody's okay? right. Yeah, you're nobody's not. Right you, you can't multitask. Sure. So when you're working, when you're in accounting 2050, pay attention to accounting 2050. And when it's time for do work on mixers, pay attention to time to work on mixers. Okay. Um, that's really hard. I tried doing it. My schedule last semester was um, Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, work at school. Tuesday, work on mixers. Uh, Friday, work on uh, Vitros. Saturday, Sunday, work on Renera. Okay. It was incredibly hard because the little often uh, often overlooked thing isn't just time. It's also mind share. How much of your mind is this taking? Mm-hmm. Mixers is completely self-sufficient at this point. Right. But if I was still with the company, it would take 10% of my mind share. I'd, I'd continuously be working and worrying about where's the product? Are we selling? How are our customers? How are our customers? Are we fulfilling everything on order? These are still be going in the back of your head. So it might only take two hours of your time in a week, but it's still taking 10% of your mind share. Think very critically about what are those things that take up your mind share. Okay. Because at least 50% of your mind share has to go towards this. At least. Yeah. Okay? I'd even say 51%. You'd have to have a majority going to this. Sure. Okay? Be okay with that. Then be okay with you're not going to be you're not going to be it's not going to be okay the first time. You know, um, you're gonna you're gonna fail at school and you're gonna fail at business the first time. You're gonna fail at school and maybe the second time you have a little bit of success. But you need to be okay with taking a hit to your grades because if you really want to build this incredible business from ground up, you can't you can't just be half-assing both. Mm-hmm. You have to give majority time to this. This is, this is basically your baby at this point, and school has to school's going to go on the back burner. You know, um, you can try to balance them, but you will find that if you really want to see success, you're, it's gonna it's just gonna have to go on the back burner. So maybe that means uh, lengthen your time in school. Maybe maybe instead of going for you know um, a three year graduate a two year graduation which is what I tried to do maybe take it to five years and do part time right you know um, but if you're really trying to build this business and you really think it's the big next big thing and it gives you shivers uh, when you're talking about it make sure make sure you make the proper time for it sure. it, it is literally a baby you, know, you need to spend as much time as possible you can on it mm-hmm. yeah and and that makes a lot of sense so when you you know you you've done a really I think great job at iterating a lot of these really helpful heuristics, platitudes surrounding entrepreneurship. Obviously, you know, you were in school, you were, you were a college student for a year, um, and, and that wasn't something that you ever taught, right? So where where did you understand, and when do you, all, starting all the way back your freshman year of high school, how did you know that the thing to do was to go network with other professionals? Because I think if a lot of people were freshmen in high school starting a business, they'd focus on the logo, and they'd focus on who's going to be my, who's going to be on my team, and what's the, you know, I'm going to sketch what my product looks like, and I'm going to make all these marketing, you know, that's a lot of fluffy stuff that's fun to work on, The not fun stuff is going to network, and, and figuring out all these sort of nitty-gritty details. How, how did you know to do that? Who, did somebody teach you? Did you, you know, did you have mentors through this entire process? Because you've, you know, you've done a lot of things and you've obviously acquired a lot of knowledge, um, but none of it to, you know, to my understanding is, is something that, you know, you picked up in a, a university class. Yeah. yeah. Um, network is net worth, period. 
if you're going to argue, I, I'm happy to argue that with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> network is net worth. Um, it took me a while to realize that too. You know, I, as you as you mentioned earlier, uh, my first uh, my first few months of mixers were getting a team of 15 people and creating a marketing uh, you know guidelines book and um, you know uh, trying to raise money and and do all this fun stuff. And then what I realized was that. Um, as a 15 year old founder, I had no experience. So I need to just surround myself with people that were smarter than me, mm-hmm. AKA mentors. Yeah. So if you're starting out your business, make sure you get a very rock solid group of mentors that don't just have great business experience, but life experience. So sure. I, the way I split up my mentors is business experience, life experience. And these life experience mentors are generally older, generally have, you know, started multiple serial entrepreneurs and generally understand the, the, the hardships of what it means to be in business, you know? The, the personal sacrifices. These business mentors are very analytical, particular. They understand the metrics. Sometimes these can be the same person, but make sure you have a good mix of both. Having too many business mentors screws up your life. How many too many life mentors screws up your business? Because your life is your business right now. Right. You know? So, so mentor, surrounding yourself with the right people and giving them, having them give you the direction is really, really important. If you live in Minnesota, you can reach out to virtually anyone via email and get a response. My mentor was a CMO of, uh, CMO of Best Buy. And he was incredible. And he continues to mentor me to this day. And he continues to take me to school. I've never, I didn't drop out of school. I'm still in school. Right. People you're are continuing learning. to take, take me to school. Make sure, you, make sure you're not afraid to ask. Not afraid to reach out. You can send an email to virtually anyone if you live in the state. Sure. Because everyone's so freaking nice and they're willing to help you out. Right. So, um, the, like, like you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If you don't take the risk, you don't know. Right. You straight up don't know. If we didn't apply for this incubator because we thought we were too small, we would have never got in. So, take every risk you possibly can because that's how you drive your business forward. There's... the I, I sent, um, you know, we sent Neil to Hong Kong for a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. There's, it was 600 international companies. We had no idea if we'd win. But if we didn't go there, we wouldn't have got this incredible feedback about the Asian market. Of course. You will always learn something. Take advantage of every opportunity. And, oh, I have homework. Oh, I am too tired. That's not going to cut it. Yeah. You know, because, you know, one of my mentors back in, um, back a few years ago said, you might be celebrating this success, but there's all, someone half around the world that's celebrating the same success. Once again, it's like, it might be one in a million, but there's five of you in New York City. Right. Like, you will always be behind. But your job is to try your best not to be behind. Yeah. Because that's what, that's, that's, that's what sets apart the, that's what sets you apart. So the, the, the spirit of like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to commit. You need to, you need to commit internally, like the, the whole dropping out thing. Right. Commit. Like, you're going to tell your parents to commit. You need to commit. Mm-hmm. Commit to that one thing. Bust your ass. Make sure you know what you're doing. And, and it's it's not a teachable thing. People have to you have to you have to fail. You know, right. I have to I had to go talk to two hundred people, and every single one said no. And I'm sixteen, and I'm crying because my company doesn't have any money. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, uh, we 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 were in the public light, and our Kickstarter failed. Our first first Kickstarter went down the drain. Five thousand dollars of twenty five thousand dollars were raised. We 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 spent a ton of time on that, and we failed. Sure. The first product launch for mixers, it failed. You know, the pitches they failed. Like we lost so many competitions, and until you get beat. Time and time again, you're not going to learn. So don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, and I think a part of that too, and it's something a lot of people say, but when you're really under the gun, it's sort of hard to understand, is that the worst thing that could happen is they could say no, right? Like you reaching out to the CMO of Best Buy, the worst thing that could happen is he just didn't respond to your email. Totally. And that's – He's not going to report you. Right. I mean, I mean here's, here's the other thing, right? Like um, if, you, if, you, if you don't try it, you won't know. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so don't be afraid to don't be afraid to ask because that's that's the only way that 
That's the only way you're going to be able to get anywhere. Sure. So that is all I have for you. I uh, I appreciate a lot of the a lot of the helpful you know piece of advice, and I think the sort of the whole nature of this podcast is you know all of these all of these things that you're you know that you're spewing that you're saying are really helpful because like you said you had mentors you know throughout this entire process and i think people need to have some sort of benchmark or, or measuring point or just some sort of example somebody to to look up to and say that guy is doing what i want to do and this is how he got there thus far that's what i need to do and obviously it's not a one for one process and it's not a cookie cutter process but you know that sort of basic framework like you had mentioned earlier i think is really applicable especially when you talk about those big pillars of, of character traits you know not having excuses really being focused on a vision um, you know be willing to give up what you need to give up to to achieve what you're setting out to achieve i think are all really universally applicable things yeah i mean i mean very simply it's, it's just humble yourself and get out there. Yeah. You know, uh, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you because you will always continue to learn. Um, last point I, I'd just like to make is if people are looking for resources to, you know, um, be a better entrepreneur, there's a group that is in every single like just type in like startup resources in search city and you will always find a, some somewhere to go. You right. Know? If you live in the Twin Cities, that's you know Twin City Startup Week. That's uh, and then you'll find a list of resources with all the local incubators. There's also Forge North MN. That's a great resource for you. Chicago has one. Every state has a resource for, for startups. So it literally starts with the Google search. Don't be afraid to do that. And that's, that's, that's where your journey starts. That's fantastic. Thank you, Brat, so much for sharing your wisdom and, and sharing your knowledge. And good luck to you and the rest of your team. Thank you. No problem. And that is it for this episode. If you enjoyed, there is more to come. An episode of How They're Here releases every other Wednesday. In the meantime, check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook by searching How They're Here, or find me online at Tyler M. Webb to connect. If you want to hear more from us, make sure to rate and subscribe. It helps us stay in business. Thank you, as always, for listening, and I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.